0: Bob Hope once joked, food prices are so high, it's cheaper to eat money. Prices have gone up so much, there's a supermarket near us that rents meat. Families that used to feed the dog the leftovers are now fighting him for alcohol. Today's podcast, we're going to look at inflation as an ingredient in the planning process.
2: Hello and welcome to Money Matters USA, the podcast devoted to everything to consider in proper retirement strategies. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins here with Fred Sade, who is founder and managing director of the fiduciary firm of the same name, Money Matters USA, in the financial services industry for over a quarter of a century now as a fiduciary and a PhD in economics from Duke University. And Fred, I wish you had told me I could have had a rim shot ready to go for your (laughs) stand-up routine there. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Good stuff there, though. Uh, Bob Hope saying food prices are so high it's cheaper to eat money. Very true. Prices have gone up so much there's a supermarket near us that rents meat. (laughs) families that used to feed the dog the leftovers are now fighting him for alpo and 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 (laughs) i needed the rim shot but yeah but you know some of it's funny but i mean it is funny but it's not exactly true but getting pretty close isn't it
0: unfortunately yeah fortunately he's on the mark
2: we're looking at inflation Inflation, according to Bob Hope, when you're, when, when you're watching the talking heads on TV or streaming video, they are largely ignoring the likelihood of recession. They seem to agree with the Fed that inflation will be short-lived. Chairman Powell has already dismissed the soft landing theory and now talks of the probability of a hard landing. Or will the Fed back down and hike interest rates one more time and then back down? Former Fed Chair Dr. Ben Bernanke says the Fed's monetary policy is 98% talk. That's a quote from him. How real is the possibility of moving from inflation to stagflation, Fred?
0: Well, in my opinion, after reading and listening to many theories and lots of scenarios, come to think that there's no plausible way that we can avoid stagflation. I just don't see how the economy can produce at a high enough level to offset inflation and to avoid deflation. I think deflation and inflation are very real uh, possibilities. And on the other hand, say for example, or for instance, that Dr. Bernanke is wrong the Fed's aggressive, and it kills demand, and we don't have growth, and we don't kill off inflation. And we have both inflation and deflation at the same time. After all, the Fed can't do anything about supply. And this particular recession is caused by a lack of supply. The Fed can't make anything, it doesn't manufacture anything, it doesn't grow crops, it doesn't raise cattle, it doesn't, and so on and so forth. It just can't do much of anything about supply. And what it is doing is killing demand. That's either gonna force a recession or if we're not in one already, uh, it's gonna cause a stagflation as I suggested earlier. Uh, unfortunately, it seems that President Biden is to determined to follow his policies without any change. And he's put the solution to the current situation squarely in the hands of Chairman Powell. But Powell can't really solve the problem, as I'm indicating. So we have a clip from president biden's chief economic advisor his name is brian deese and he is the director of the national economic council
2: yeah he was actually on cnn and the cnn anchor asked what do you say to those families that say listen we can't afford to pay 485 a gallon for months if not years this is just not sustainable so here's how Deese responded. What you heard from the president today is a clear articulation of the
1: stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm.
2: First off, Fred, what's the liberal world order?
1: I have
0: no I have no idea. I I guess he's talking about uh global globalism. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I, I know that uh been more than 1 million views of that particular clip on, uh, on Twitter. And um, we're recording on July 6th, on July 5th, Monmouth University uh, has a major polling operation. And they released a poll. It has an error, plus or minus 3%. And uh, what they found is that nearly half of the public names either inflation or gas prices as the biggest concern facing their family right now. Uh The economy in general, paying everyday bills are among their financial uh, concerns. And um, they're they're suggesting uh, that uh, inflation and gas prices are the top two family concerns across, I'm reading from from them across a wide variety of demographic groups including income race and partisan uh, identity. And uh, they go back and point out that as, le- as early as July 2021, uh, inflation was not the top concern uh, in-, in their polling. Hmm. So uh, President Biden was also asked by a New York Times reporter during his news conference in Madrid, and I'm quoting now, Doors push prices of oil up, and oil could go as high as $2 a barrel. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for the for this war? Unquote. And President Biden answered, quote, as long as it takes. Unquote.
2: Wow. Now, I know you didn't mean to say it, but you said $2 a barrel. I know you meant 200, 200 a barrel. Yes, yeah. $200 a barrel. Man. Well, you know, in the, in the face of the current situation and the different views about about the current situation, what would you suggest as a starting point for a pre-retiree and for a retiree who's concerned about the future?
0: Well, the first thing that I would suggest is you need a structure. Whether that's digging a foundation, or if you want to think about it very simply, think about it, you go to the ice cream store and they ask you, do you want a cone or do you want to cut? Let's say you you, te- you you say you want a cone. A cone is the structure, and you put in different flavors of ice cream, and that's the content that you put in. And that's exactly what we are looking at here. We need a structure, and people's tendency is to focus on the short term, and to and to when they frame a decision, they're framing it in very narrow terms. People don't see the big picture, and they really can't think about the longer-term horizon. When we're doing planning, we, we're able to segment time into different periods, but people don't think uh, in in terms of time segmentation. We, we know from the research that there are 170 behavioral factors, but in fact, there are three main Considerations that drive the way people make decisions. Number one is fear. F- f- fear is a major component. Uh-huh. Then uncertainty leads people to hesitate. And then finally, it's pain and loss. Most people are really subject to loss aversion. And um, Torsky and Kahneman found that the ratio is two and a half times. The pain from getting a loss than from pleasure of getting a gain. In other words, what what uh, they are saying is that for every dollar you have to get two dollars fifty cents to make the two equal out. And pe- because pe- people are loss adverse, and they want a sure thing that's going to come with a gain, and that's that one. That's that one dollar versus the two and a half dollar. Return to be to make the two equalize. Uh, people are, are 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 willing, and this is where it becomes dangerous. People will go after risk when it when it when it uh, when it comes to avoiding a loss. So, if you think of it the way, think of it as a portfolio, and say you have five positions, five stocks in the portfolio. And, and, and three of them are down and two are up. So let's say you need money, you sell the two, and now you're holding the three that are not performing. You refuse to take the loss. And now you're taking even more risk because you're holding on. Uh, to those stocks, you're going to ride them as far down as it takes because you are determined to ride it out and you won't uh, recognize the loss. So that's where it becomes dangerous because people will take excessive risk to avoid that loss. And we we know that, that people prefer a known probability over an unknown probability. Faced with that, even if it's not in their best interest, people will take the known probability, even if it's, even if it's harmful. And the thing is, w- when we're working with people, we try to get them to imagine what their future self will be. But people have a lot of difficulty with that. When, and uh, one person said to me recently, I, I, I don't even know if I'd like my future self. <laughs> 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 so uh, there's a recent study uh, on this. And uh, I have the link here for if anybody would really want it, but it, it's in the uh, my notes here. So um, the study said, how often do you think about yourself five years from now? And 25% of respondents said really or never. 10 years, 33% said really or never. How about 30 years? 55% said really mm. or never. So... I really, don't, We don't have the time in this podcast to get into how to help people think about their future self. Uh, and there are a lot of different ways that you can effectively do that. Uh, but what I want to touch upon here, and I think given it the time, the limitations of a podcast, is to touch on what are the behavioral behavioral biases that people have in retirement. We've talked about risk aversion over a long period of time can be harmful and but we have other issues people are taught to save so people don't know how to spend down and um, they feel that when they're spending they've spent all these years accumulating money and now we're saying to them spend spend it spend it and when they spend it it feels like they're th- that they're losing money they're spending part of what they worked so hard to accumulate Uh, people are, they live in now, in the moment, so their priority is now. It's not necessarily five years from now, it's right now. Another thing that I find with with folks that are in their 70s and 80s is that what's been referred to as the Superman syndrome, that is, they tend to overstate their own health and what's going to happen or not going to happen to them, and they have a tendency And this is important. They have a tendency to ignore their own cognitive decline and how that impacts their decision making. And finally, people have a narrow, narrow focus. They frame things very narrowly so they don't prioritize. They don't worry about spending needs, what they're going to need to spend money on in the future. They're concerned about what it is they're going to do now, and so, and so some people then run into the issue. They don't see it as an issue, but it is an issue, and that is they overspend uh, now, and um, they don't they they come up short in the future. And one of the things that we have a really difficult time with right now is getting people to think about uh, the need for long-term care as a function of uh, longevity, and. Um, as I said uh, a moment ago the real challenge is people have from you know grade school I can I can think back of my own experience in the first grade we we opened up but we had to open up a savings account and every week we bring a penny a nickel a dime a quarter and and uh, and they would uh, put it away I f- frankly forgot about it um, and then when the when the bank the savings bank merged with a much larger bank many years later, I, I was contacted. Uh, my parents were still alive at the time, so they, they traced to my parents, and um, they asked me if I wanted to close out the, the, the account or transfer it. And, you know, with, with pennies, nickels, dimes, and forgetting about it, um, I was about uh, 19 years old at the time, and I had about $3,500 just to match wow. compound interest in the, in the account. So With
2: pennies, nickels, and quarters, or dimes. Yes,
0: yeah, that's, that's right. Through six years, well, through kindergarten. From and then kindergarten six years,
2: to 19. Yes, a total of seven years. Oh, in seven years. Good gracious.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and then I forgot all about this account because, you know, in the seventh grade, we we didn't have the uh, the savings account.
2: Yeah. <coughs> so that is no wonder you're in the you're in the financial industry. You've seen the power <laughs> of compounding. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I, I experienced that. So, yeah. You know, this, this whole issue of saving versus spending. Um. It's a real challenge because when people get to the retirement point, you, you, they're, we're, we're spinning them around, in effect, they're asking them to think about how we're going to spend in retirement and how we're going to invest in retirement, and we're asking them to change their order of priorities. And, I mean, that's, that's like… It's sudden, know, too,
2: isn't it? Yeah, very it's sudden. very sudden. Yeah. So,
0: in effect, what I'm saying is you get to retirement – and we're telling you, stop saving and start
2: spending. Well, it definitely is sudden. And, well, just to have the chance to be successful, we need to build a retirement income plan. It's not enough to think about separate investments. We have to think about building a plan. And the the issue is we're, we're aiming at hitting a moving target. What is our goal? What is the target we're trying to hit?
0: Right. Right. Um, when, when, I have, when I talk to people, whether they come in or whether we're doing this virtually, first thing I want to know is, what are you trying to accomplish? I mean, you, you've saved all this money. What, what, what was the purpose of doing this? Uh, and sometimes people have difficulty in articulating it. But that's the first thing. What was the purpose of this? I mean, was it saving for the sake of saving? Was there a reason for it? Then I want to know, where do you want to live? What is your life? What, have you thought about your lifestyle? What is it going to be like? Do you have any charitable goals? We want to measure their risk tolerance. I mean, risk tolerance is important. We're going to look at risk tolerance, risk capacity. Um, and then we'll talk about long term care planning, but not, not from, the sta- from the standpoint of trying to scare anybody. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not. We're, we just want to know if this happens. How will you—what's what, the plan for paying for it, and, and what, how will we leave the community spouse, spouse that is not um, suffering from a long-term care problem? What happens if both of you uh, are at the same time? How, are we, how will we pay uh, for it? And, and this is um, not just an investing uh, conversation. This is a question of whose money is cheaper. It's an arbitrage. Situation uh, and people are used to making, you know, large down payments. If that's the way we're going to go with an asset-based long-term care, okay, I'm just using that as an example. Make a large down payment on a house. You make a large down payment on a car. Down large down payment on a boat. You make you make large down payments all the time. So, you, using um, an asset-based product where you have a large down payment, you don't have a claim. You get the money back uh, plus earnings. You do have a claim. It's going to pay out uh, a benefit uh, uh, f- uh, for you. If you recover, then you get a net return. If you don't, it'll it'll keep going. So all these things are 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 um, important. The real question uh, is, as you pointed out, it's a moving target. So why does the target move? We're trying, as you pointed out, we're hit, trying to hit a moving target in the wind. And that's very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Why does it move? Well, first of all, we have to deal with longevity risk. We have no idea how long you're going to live. How long do you expect to live? We can measure that. But we still have to deal with uncertainty. Now, Social Security says roughly, you know, and it depends on your income, it could be 76 for men and and 78 for women it could be a maximum 84 for males and 86 uh for women but but these are you know averages and that that's all a day off if it happens to you it's a hundred percent Well,
2: younger people dying brings that down doesn't it
0: absolutely absolutely that's why it's it's dangerous and it doesn't consider uh people's health situation Mm -hmm. and we know from uh, a lot of the research, particularly done at, uh, at, at, the, um, at Berkeley, uh, that uh, health and, and, and affluence uh, generates uh, longevity. But uh, we already know uh, from the Society of Actuaries that one in three people will live past age 90, and one in seven will live past age 95. Hmm. That also comes from the Social Security Administration. So, if we sum this up uh, on this moving target, we've got longevity, you've got health care, we've got market risks, we have public policy risks, we have taxes, and finally, we have long-term care. That's that's a lot to take into consideration. Like a minefield, you
2: have to traverse.
0: Yeah, that's that's that is exactly right, and you and and which is. The the problem is you don't know which of these or which combination of these are going to affect you. So it's it's not a matter, uh, and I get this from time to time. You know, what's the hot stock? What's what 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 what's the option strategy that I should that I should use? Ah, that's not the issue mm-hmm. here. The the issue the issue is think of that ice cream cone you know and 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 vanilla and chocolate uh, um, are good cherry vanilla and vanilla mix but but uh chocolate marshmallow you know and pistachio almond aren't a good uh
2: combination yeah and pistachio <laughs> and what was the combo again did you throw pistachio, sardines yeah, in yeah, there pistachio or... <laughs> yeah
0: pistachio and chocolate almond uh, I never <laughs> you're right. Yeah.
2: yeah Bad combination, bad combination. But good conversation here with Fred, as always. And there's more to come. When we come back, uh, we'll discuss the challenges of building a successful plan. That's coming up on Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principal, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800 593 8188 That's 800 593 8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. So there you go. That's how you can reach Fred, and wherever you, wherever you are listening to the podcast, or if you're enjoying the video series, which by the way you can search easily on YouTube for that Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Uh, Sade is spelled S-A-I-D-E. Another thing I'd like to tell you about before we continue our conversation is that uh, the red light on the dashboard process. And if you want to find out more, go to moneymattersusa.net uh, forward slash red light and download the the booklet which explains the red light process. Only 17% of Americans have a pension, 17%. The others need to figure out how to get reliable income. And as we're talking about that today, learn more about it. So, again, go to MoneyMattersUSA.net slash red dash light and uh, just search red light on the dashboard there. All right, Frank, great conversation as always. So much is written on accumulation. We're taught to save from an early age. As you gave a great example of that earlier <laughs> from personal experience, we're not taught to decumulate and generate income and a legacy wow that's that's kind of heavy because it's true we're, we're we focus solely on accumulation
0: right and, and that's that's the shock we're, we're telling people stop accumulating and start spending so a lot of people have an enormous difficulty in making that adjustment you know the ideal situation, and this is what they think, is I've accumulated a lot of assets. I'm going to skim income off the assets. I'm going to wind up with what I started with, and I'm going to leave that as an inheritance to my kids and my grandkids.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: That's, that's the, you know that's the ideal world, uh, but that's you know, we don't live in the ideal mm-hmm. no. world. So we have to look at a retirement <laughs> plan. When we look at a retirement plan, we're looking at expenses that are mandatory. We're looking at expenses that are optional, that are lifestyle expenses, and our legacy goals. And these three ways of, of, uh, of, of uh, these three goals, these three ways of, of approaching the retirement income, they're presented as, as if that's the whole problem. And it's not because you have to deal with. with what Dave just pointed out. We we have to deal with a whole combination of things. We have to deal with longevity, we have to deal with recession, inflation, deflation, stagflation, health care, long term care, sequence of risk and return, mm-hmm. and finally public Policy risk, yes, that's a real issue. Yeah, it is. So, the the real challenge is how do we combine our pre retirement savings with our retirement, our social security, an employer retirement plan, and how do we how do we mix all this into a successful income plan? So, if I go back to the ice cream cone. We want flavors. That match vanilla and chocolate. Cherry vanilla, black cherry, um, chocolate marshmallow and chocolate. I mean these the, these these are a good combination and will produce a successful retirement income.
2: I like plan. vanilla and orange sherbet, but
0: Yeah, that were oh yeah. I I That's a love good one, that. isn't that's, it? Oh, that's my <laughs> that's my favorite. When I go to the store I look for the sugar free version if I can find yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, still good. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, it still is good. So the real challenge is you're saving in a 401k, for example, or an IRA. How do you turn them into income when these plans were never designed as income plans? And so I generally use three different methods depending on the circumstances of each client their risk tolerance, their risk capacity, and their risk composure. I do use risk composure, which most people don't use. And, and our uh, understanding of risk is at a very, very high level because we use institutional software called Riscostat uh, through Extrema, and that is not a consumer-based software. The same software, for example, at the Nobel Prize, uh, committee uses uh, to manage their uh, investments. So we can we can use we can use flooring. We can use systematic withdrawal or the bucket uh, or the bucketing uh, approach. All, all of those are valid. And it just depends on risk tolerance, risk capacity, and risk exposure. Uh, a couple of final thoughts to for for 2022. Um, number one, you need a plan. If your plan is old, it needs to be reviewed. Review your beneficiary designations after the SECURE Act. Why? Because you can't use qualified plan assets any longer for estate planning. Make sure your estate planning documents are, up, are updated and have funding in place. Remember, the executor is going to need liquidity right from the start. You don't settle in the state in one afternoon. If you have complicated assets with a lot of issues of basis, you have a lot of real estate, you have large portfolios, this is going to go on uh, for a while. The, the uh, executor or executrix needs liquidity and needs it from the get-go. A lot of people recommend tax loss harvesting. It's more of an accumulation Device, but it can used in retirement uh, within the context of a retirement plan. But you have to understand uh, the downside too. You you need to have some kind of tax bracket if you if you have losses to be able to deduct them. You need to have the correct amount of insurance, whatever it's uh, for your household, general liability, umbrella, and so on. We don't know what's coming. Uh, about taxes. And we're just guessing right now they may, we may uh, revert in 2026. We, it could happen sooner. We absolutely don't know where uh, we're uh, where going. Uh, I was watching the debate uh, in, the, in the British Parliament and part of the debate that's going on today uh, against the uh, incumbent uh, prime minister, is a is a desire to cut taxes in the united kingdom uh, as a way to help people uh, through the uh, uh, terrible inflation that they are experiencing uh, their cost of energy has gone up 232% in the united kingdom so if we think that we have it bad uh, look at look at what they're look at what they're going yeah, through yeah i awesome. mean we, we we don't have clarity Uh, right now. We don't know what's going to happen. But that means that you need to act now to improve and protect your financial situation. Don't sit on the fence uh, uh, taking it, well, wait and I'll see while the fog clears. By that time, it's going to be too late. You need to act now.
2: You know, I was looking at some of those risks you pointed out. Um, Some of those have always been there in retirement planning. But as you also pointed out, only 17 percent of people actually have pensions now, which uh, really points to the need to have that solid plan in place that builds an income. But longevity is a relatively new risk, wouldn't you say? Yes. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's pretty new. Recessions, inflation's always been there. Recession's been there deflation stagflation always a risk for that. But I think long-term care it, 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 certainly not a new risk, but a longer term risk possibly now. Yeah
0: because, of yeah be, as, yeah because of, of the longevity and and the, uh, and and the need for money to yeah. spend on health care. you know just lo- looking at uh, Blanchett's uh, smile uh spending pattern where spending then increases in the later years but it's primarily uh health related so um I, my older clients i always ask them take out your calendar and what days you have in between when you don't have doctor's appointments now that always gets a laugh but but it's very true
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know this is really good and i tell you I mean, you're right on, spot on with the timing of the conversation that you're having today. And it is important to get that that income built into good, solid retirement planning. I'll remind you again to go to the website, moneymattersusa.net slash red dash light. You can learn about uh, Fred's red light on the dashboard process. And uh, download the booklet. It explains the red light process for you. And-, and Again, 17% of Americans have a pension. Uh, The others need to figure out how to get reliable income. That's what we talked about today. That's something that Fred can talk to you about in a one-on-one basis. Now, if it's virtual, it can be set up that way. If you are somewhere... Farther away from uh, the New Jersey, or you're in New Jersey. What particular area? But if you're uh, if you're listening on the podcast further away, or if you enjoyed the video series, uh, you can call and set up a virtual meeting with Fred 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. Again, the website moneymattersusa.net. Go to moneymattersusa.net slash red dash light and learn about the red light on the dashboard process and search YouTube for the video series. Just search Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. SAID is spelled S-A-I-D-E. Loved it as always, Fred. The Conversation Learn something from you every week as we record this podcast, and we'll get back together again next week. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I I really have fun uh, doing these. When when it's not fun,
2: I'll stop doing them. Well, exactly. But But I don't think it's going to stop being fun for you, Fred. You like to do your homework and stay you know, up on things
0: yeah we're, we're coming up to uh by the way we're coming up to our one year anniversary on the podcast very soon oh okay so so we we have to think about uh what we want to what we want to do for the for the for that anniversary you're exactly right
2: oh my yeah because actually you could say 50 uh because that's the podcast we're on now but i think yeah. to be more accurate we've got to figure out something special for podcast 52 yeah Absolutely. Well, let's well, Put let's our heads do it. together. And let's we'll do see. it. All right. I heard We're that. I, I mean, I heard rumors, Fred. I've heard rumors <laughs> that you've got this big party planned. You know, you're bringing in a some a band and you're inviting the entire podcast staff for like a That's weekend retreat. I mean, well, I'm just saying. A, that's
0: an idea. I that's an idea. Uh, you know, I, 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 I love North Carolina. It's my second home.
2: Yeah. Well, let's so, plan on uh, it maybe at the Outer Banks. How about that? A weekend retreat there. Uh, As long as it's not in hurricane season. Exactly. All right. Well, you got two podcasts to think about it, Fred. Well, I I look forward to that. We'll do that. And in the meantime, podcast number 50, signing off. Thanks for being with us on Money Matters USA.